0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Chocolate Puma Podcast. It is I, your boy, the Chocolate Puma, back giving you my loyal tens of listeners. What you crave, what you needed during this stressful, weird-ass week, I'm here for y'all. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at btomp20, 20, B-T-H-O-M-P-20, 20, You can email the show at thepumapod at gmail.com. If you'd like to come on the show, shoot me an email. If you would like to send me some Space Jam 11s or just regular Jordan 11s, I am a size 12. I am here for it, okay? It has been, as I said earlier, a crazy-ass, weird-ass, sad-ass week in some ways. Uh, So uh, we're going to try to get through this together. So here we go. So as of this recording, yesterday, the fine fine Supreme Court of Pennsylvania decided to overturn Bill Cosby's conviction. And if you are a longtime listener of this show, you know how I feel about Bill Cosby. It's fuck that puddin' pop selling bastard all day every day over here. But people are looking at this and they are saying, see, see, he didn't do it. He's innocent. That's why they're overturning it. And no, he absolutely is not innocent. He absolutely is not being let go because he is some sort of political prisoner. Bill Cosby is being let go because frankly, our justice system doesn't care about women. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. Um, basically it, um, Bill Cosby's being let go because according to Mr. Cosby, his, uh, rights were violated by an, um, him being charged was a violation of a promise made to him by a previous prosecutor. So in 2005, uh, the district district attorney, um, said he declined to charge Bill Cosby over um, his many, many, many allegations of sexual assault. Um, He sat for depositions in a separate lawsuit um, in which he paid uh, one of the victims $3.38 million to settle in 2006. Um, What happened was there was a promise essentially that Mr. Castor, made a binding promise that Bill Cosby would never be charged. This was not in writing. This was essentially just a a verbal, I guess, a verbal promise, whatever. Uh, He admitted to, in decades past, giving quaaludes to women and efforts to have sex with them. And he just gets to get away with it, essentially. I, I'm i absolutely shocked and what's, I, I'm not even going to say like what I'm most shocked by or what I'm, I'll say I'm most disappointed by is people's just quickness to jump on the, well, this never happens to black people. They never get to take advantage of the system. And I'm like, okay, yeah, in a way, I, I see your point. It's not a good point. It's not one I agree with because You shouldn't want to be able to get away with crimes just because some white dudes get away with crimes. I want everybody to get their just desserts. Like, to want Bill Cosby to get away with what he did because some white dudes got away with It's fucked up, it's wrong, it's whack, it's... I I don't have the adjectives to properly describe it. Um, And to see all of the other, like... Well, celebrities and former co-stars. This Felicia Rashad. She jumped up and she said, yeah, this was a great, it uh, solved a great injustice or righted a wrong. And I'm like, no, it's not righting a wrong. What about all those women that came forward with, with stories? What about them? Like this, this is so fucked up. It is, it's so fucked up. I, I just, I'm at a loss for words, constantly, at how this country uh, just gets down sometimes. He committed a crime against, uh, at least legally, uh, Andrea Constant, and he can never be prosecuted for it. it. Just wow. Like, I'm literally just at a loss for words, and Bill Cosby is, there are instances Of black men being unfairly prosecuted or black men being put in jail for unfair reasons this ain't it okay Bill Cosby wouldn't piss on those people if they were on fire so don't get it twisted like this is some great you know victory for blackness like no okay this is a fucked up loss (laughs) period Well, it appears that since the last time I, uh, re- last time I recorded last week, um, the NCAA has decided to, it's open season on name, image, and likeness. Players are now able to get paid off their image, which is pretty damn good. Now, is it what should be happening? Absolutely not. I think players, first off, players should be getting paid off their image. That, that goes without saying. I think the schools, however, need to pay what they owe. The NCAA needs to pay what they owe, and this is just basically kicking the can down the road, or basically it's like, see, we gave you this. We don't have to touch our money. Like, no, give these guys the money that they deserve. Um, In accordance with the new policy, the NCAA has issued the following guidance to college athletes, recruits, their families, and member schools. The individuals can engage in name, image, and likeness activities that are consistent with the state of law where the school is located. They can attend a school in a state without a name, image, and likeness law and can engage in this type of activity without violating NCAA rules. Uh, Individuals can use a professional service provider for these. And student athletes should report these activities consistent with state law or school and conference requirements to their school and again great news great news let these guys make the it you know make any kind of money they can uh an athlete's window of opportunity to make money uh based off of their body is a very short window so anytime you can extend that and give them more options i'm down with it i do need uh people to stop self-righteously well if now they can make money then they won't even have time they won't go to practice and they will bu- 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 and, du- 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 and shut the fuck up. Okay, that's wildly disrespectful to these guys who you can expect them to juggle a academic calendar an athletic calendar but you don't think that they can make a few Instagram posts without being so distracted that they wouldn't go to class or wouldn't show up to practice. It's BS. Okay. Again, fuck the NCAA. Fuck Mark Emmert. Pay these guys. Stop being cheap. Damn. <laughs> All right, so you know I couldn't let this go by without dropping a little bit of the sports ball in here. Um, conference finals are still going on and okay, it's going to be a lot here. Before I get into the conference finals, I'm going to talk on Scottie Pippen a little bit. He's been uh, making the rounds. Looks like he's got a book or something coming out, so he's been talking and he, he believes that uh, Phil Jackson and the famous Tony Kukoc play against the Knicks, uh, he drew that play up for Kukoc because it was racially motivated. Now, that opens up <clears throat> The line of questioning, Dan, I believe, with Dan Patrick asked, "Do you believe Phil Jackson's racist?" And Scotty Pippen said, "Yeah." Now, I, I'm torn on this. Okay, I love the Bulls. I love the Chicago Bulls. However, I can admit that Phil Jackson probably has some racist tendencies, but I don't believe that the play he drew up was racially motivated. Scotty wasn't having a good game. Tony Kukoc was a 6'11 guy who could hit threes. I mean, it made perfect sense to anybody who watched that game why he would draw that play up for for Kukoc. Um, So, yeah, I don't think that Phil's racist in that regard. However, Phil has made statements over the past few years that kind of make you kind of make you turn your head a little bit so there was uh the comment about lebron james and his team where he referred to him as a posse uh despite the fact that you know these guys are all like certified in their fields um i know like rich paul is you know taking courses at harvard like you know even if they hadn't basically they're very well respected in their fields and you know obviously not a gang or a posse so like just little microaggressive things like that that kind of make you turn your head a little bit. Um, so that that was odd. But on to you know the current uh, Western Conference Finals was last night. Holy hell! Uh, the Phoenix Suns are going to the finals. That's pretty damn cool. Chris Paul finally going to the finals. Do you know how much of a scumbag Patrick Beverly is? He has us rooting for Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul is a good dude off the court. You know, he's very philanthropic. He, you know, helps a lot of people. However, on the court, Chris Paul is a dick. And when I say that, he is notorious for punching people in the dick. Okay? Ask Julius Hodge about it. When Chris Paul was at Wake Forest, he just turned around and punched Julius Hodge right in the dick. It's ridiculous. So, you know, I typically cannot root for somebody like that. However, Patrick Beverly and the Clippers are just so goddamn unlikable. My God. And it's not even everybody on that team. Like, I like Reggie Jackson. I think it's a good little, you know, redemptive arc he had this playoff. I like Boogie Cousins. I like Ty Lue. Um, Terrence Mann has been, you know, a revelation. But Paula George and pat beverly are just it's just too much like paul george one has a great game in game three they're down 2-0 so he goes out performs like he's supposed to perform and then he's out there blowing kisses and taking bows and i'm like dog you are down 2-1 uh, two yeah yeah at that point yeah you're down 2-1 what the fuck are you doing Go out there and tie the series up, at least, before you start taking bows and blowing kisses. And then you got Patrick Beverly, who... Russell Westbrook had it right about this guy. He gives the illusion of being a good defender. But what he really does is just annoy the hell out of people. Flop his body around. And really just puts people in harm's way. Like, a couple of years ago, like he dove like right in front of Westbrook's uh, you know, legs and... Boom, Westbrook has a torn meniscus, and he's out. So, I mean, he undercut Chris Paul. Chris Paul flopped a little bit, I'll give him that. But, yeah, he did undercut Chris Paul. And then he gets up and starts, like, making fun of Chris Paul. Okay, fine, I get it. heat of the battle. Last night, they're getting that monkey ass whooped. And what does he do? He just hauls off and pushes Chris Paul in the back. Like, he didn't even look him in the face and do it. So he he can dish out all that trash talk, but the moment he starts losing, oh, he, can, he turns into a petulant child, okay? And I really do hope that Patrick Beverly never hears this, because he's the type of guy who I feel constantly wears black Air Force Ones in the hopes that somebody will say some shit to him. So uh, if you do hear this, Patrick Beverly, my bad, you know I was just playing, baby, come on, don't be that way. Paul George completely disappeared. By the way, Uh, again he he scored twenty one points, but they weren't of any consequence. It's not even like he was. It seemed like he wasn't even out there. You know, Uh, he had twenty one points, but okay, like it's like that team can't depend on him consistently enough for him to be calling himself playoff P. I know I'm just like regurgitating and saying, you know, what everybody else said, but that it's true. Like he went out there and when they needed him most in an elimination game, he was of no con, he put no impact on that game whatsoever. In fact, honestly, I had forgotten like, oh man, hadn't said his name in like quite a while, like by the third quarter, like it. Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson were making a bigger impact on that game than Paul George, period. So, I mean, I don't know what the Clippers are going to do. I don't know if Kawhi is ever going to play again. Like, I don't know what the deal is with Kawhi, but yeah, Paul George, playoff P, doing what he does. Um, CP3, man, long ride, long road for him, excuse me um, finally, finally gets, gets to go to the finals, so that, I mean, that was a pretty cool moment to see, 16 years, and he went out there, and he he balled his ass off, 41 points, like, god damn, like, I was, I was pretty hyped for him, um, in the East, not as, and that is exciting. Uh Giannis went down with a hyperextended knee. Thankfully, no structural damage, no uh no torn ligaments or anything, but it really puts a damper on, you know, the Eastern. Like it was already a little bit of a damper just because Trey Young out with a fluke ass ankle injury. Like he stepped down on a referee's foot, like so nothing dirty or anything, but jeez, like what what are the odds of that? Um, So, I have no idea who's going to win. I don't know if Trey Young can play. I don't know if Giannis can play out the way he landed. I wouldn't imagine we'll see him again in the playoffs. Um, But, good Lord, like the NBA has got to do something. It can't just be coincidence that they had this truncated, you know, expedited schedule with, you know, fewer rests for the players. And now we get to the playoffs, and it's a shit ton of injuries, you know. Now, granted, I am liking, you know, the new blood in the in contention for a champ. Like, we're going to get a champion that's either never won a title or it's been forever since they won a title. Um, so, I mean, that's cool, but not seeing, like, the guys on those teams. Like, it looks like we're not going to have Giannis. We're not going to have Trey. Um... Phoenix is fairly healthy right now, thankfully. Uh, Chris Paul was the only real injury on there, and he looks like he's recovered from both COVID and that shoulder strain he had against the Lakers. Uh, But going to be interesting to see what happens in this Milwaukee series. Like, is Coach Bud going to step up to the plate and make some adjustments, or is he just going to, you know, basically get run out the building because even without Giannis on paper, the Bucks should still win this series. So I am intrigued to see where this goes. Um, yeah, I think I've rambled on long enough. Uh, so everybody take care of each other. Don't argue with people on the interwebs about Bill Cosby. Take care of your mentals and, uh, I'll catch y'all next week. Peace.